0: This episode of According to Flint is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, who is proud to bring the Western lifestyle and outdoor enthusiasts together for conservation projects, enhancing elk habitat, and ensuring the future of America's hunting heritage. Visit rmef.org for more information. Thanks for listening and enjoy this episode of According to Flint. Welcome to According to Flint, the innovative podcast reaching beyond the Western demographic with stories, humor, and interviews. Now, here's your host, Flint Rasmussen. Well, welcome to episode number 36, According to Flint, and moving back inside the arena this year, and happy... Been looking forward actually to having the 2016 PBR World Champion, a man of many talents. It's Max Dad, Cooper Davis. You're you're like the third most popular member of your family in a That's house exactly.
1: of three. <laughs> That's what I tell everyone. Yeah, I used to be the coolest guy, and now I'm I'm not even the third <laughs> coolest guy in the house. And if you count the cat, I'm probably the fourth. So. Oh
0: yeah, I know how that is. Now yeah, my yeah. girls have a cool dog, so I get it. But. I think people come to me sometime because my girls in these last couple of years, my girls have been successful in college rodeo and uh, singing and they do some stuff at the football games. They lead the team out on horses and people come to me as if I'm offended. Like, uh-huh, how you liking that? Your girls are more famous than you. Damn right. Like that's how yeah. it's supposed to be. Right.
1: Absolutely. I love it. You know, I mean, they've kind of created their own path and Mac's so fun to watch and, and- uh, I don't know. That's what I live for. That's the coolest thing in the world to me is is to see them make their own way.
0: Yeah, Mac, your man Mac Davis. Which it did take me a while that you guys didn't even know that at one time there was a famous country singer named Mac Davis. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I had to show him the <laughs> other day the song, and uh, I don't know, he's he's pretty impressed by
0: it. <laughs> he, you know what I like, and I this says a lot about you and Caitlin though. He's been around forever. So he just gets it. He's not like obnoxious. He's not one of those kids that always wants some. Just like, hey man, how you doing, Flint? What's up? You yeah, know,
1: he loves, Yeah, he loves the whole thing, uh, the whole PBR thing, and, but uh, he does like a spotlight a little bit. Uh, Any time <laughs> that you walk over there, he gets all excited about it and has to tell me after. So yeah, he does he, like that. He
0: he's not afraid to be on camera. I get that. Yeah. I understand. There's nothing wrong with that, Coop.
1: Not at all. I'm glad he takes it off of me
0: sometimes. Um, Just as we do this, as we record this episode, we, you and I both just got back from kicking off the year in Indianapolis. We were talking before we started recording. What a great thing. Year to year, I don't know about you guys, I never know what to expect, like crowd-wise, excitement-wise, especially this year. Indianapolis, the Indiana people came out in hordes of people it, that's a good feeling for you guys when you walk out of that locker room and go, all right, here we go. A little excitement.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been a part of the PBR forever and, uh, that's probably the biggest crowd I've seen since I've, I've been a part of it. And, uh, you know, I got chills walking out there and seeing the, it was full and, and, uh, you know, that, that pumps us up to walk out there and see the crowd like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was awesome to see that many people
0: there. We had, uh, of course, questions I'm going to have to answer. We had uh, Nate Justice and Nate, uh, Nathan Harp fighting bulls there, along with Lucas Teodoro. They had never, I don't think either of them had ever done a, a UTB event. They had done velocity, and they walked out one. Man, there's people sitting all the way up there. Like, yeah. That's when you know it's good, when they're in the top row. So even guys like that, I don't know. I don't know if fans understand that we do pay attention to that. You guys as yep. riders, especially me, but you guys do, don't you?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, we feed off the crowd a lot, uh, a lot more than people realize. Uh, when people are out there cheering and having a good time, it's, it causes us to have a good time as well. And, uh, you know, coming short round time, it'll definitely bring out a little extra you too when uh, you got that many people watching you.
0: Yeah. Speaking of short round, you weren't in it. No, there wasn't. But here, I I said this about there was a few people that, if you get bucked off, that to me, I always look at how you look because I've seen this stuff on TV, Coop. So I kind of know what I'm seeing. Um, You know, I thought Boudreaux Campbell, first guy out, draws a bucker. He walked out, looked at me, and said, I felt good. He just bucked me off. Um, I thought Jess looked good. Jess Lockwood, he got bucked off. I thought you looked good. Um, how's you physically, did you feel like, all right, I bucked off, but I got a pretty good start going.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this time of year, everybody's been off for six weeks and, uh, the timing's just off on some of us that, you know, don't just go and get on a bunch of practice pools throughout the week. And, uh, Jess and I talked about that a little bit, you know, once we get our timing back down, uh, we feel better than ever. And, and, uh, you know, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, just getting back in the groove of things and, and being there and. Uh, if you feel good, that's half the battle. But once you get your timing back down, that's when it all works out.
0: I had a long talk before we did this this morning with your agent. And he says you need to prepare better. Uh, yeah. Okay, you need to. Sure. You know the conversation. He said he talked to you. Too. He said, man, I just talked to Coop. That guy needs to prepare. He needs, to, you know, he can go, that guy. You're Brandon yeah. Bates. That's your age.
1: I've been at this 100 years, and uh, you can prepare and do all that that you want to, but uh, sometimes you, we're human. We get bucked off.
0: Uh, I know. Weird, huh? Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's part of the deal. It's it's uh, it's frustrating at times, but I, I'm not worried about it right now.
0: You know what helps you guys that get bucked off? I've learned, and I just want to put that out this out there to all the fans, you guys that do this for a living, like when fans give you tips, like if you're in a slump, you love when the fans tell you what you should be doing, don't you?
1: Yeah, like my wife. Uh, <laughs> she tells me all the time what I could have done differently. And uh, Mac's been watching long enough now. He thinks he can give me a few pointers too. So uh, feedback's always good.
0: Is Matt consistent with his pointers? Like, what, how, uh, how old is he now? Is he six? He's six. So what, what is, what would be a Mac Davis common tip that he would give his dad to ride a bull?
1: It, It's mostly just, you should have stayed on that one, dad, or, uh, you know, maybe you should have kept your hand shut, or, uh, you know, you got your pre arm way up or something like that. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. You know, I try to take it into consideration.
0: Keep your hand closed. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah, Keep your hand closed. Uh, sure. if I ever need tips, I'll ask Mac. So, but you know. uh, you have a you have a huge home life, that that is when I you know talk to you about you should prepare you should do this. The one thing is you, that means a lot to you. What what you have going, whatever you have going this week in that house with your family, is the hugest part of your life, isn't
1: it? Yeah, for sure. I mean that's that's why I do what I do. Uh, and the time from November to January for me to take off and kind of refresh that's, that is preparing for me. Uh, it doesn't mean that I don't go to the gym and take care of my body as well, but, uh, you know, refreshing, just not being at an event every weekend, you know, that's, that's the biggest part of, uh, you know, coming back and feeling good, I guess.
0: That You bring up a good point, not being at an event. Um, I think probably as I've gotten older and right now, I mean, just coming off indie, I can work out and stuff, but it's different in the arena. Like my body hurts. Yeah. But more than anything, I get tired up here. And if you don't step away from it and leave it over on that table somewhere, your mind just gets tired. Especially after you've been doing it a while, you have to set it down for a while. Don't you?
1: Yeah. For six weeks, I I take all bull riding and and thinking about bull riding away. Uh, And You know, for a long time, I didn't. And you could tell it my riding from about 17, 18, 19. I felt this pressure that I just had to be the greatest. I had to uh, come out and just be at the top of my game. When I realized that, you know, thinking about it all that time and, and that being the only thing that I thought about, that wore me out to a point that I didn't want to be there. And, you know, once I could step away, as you can see at the end of 2020, when I really got to have six months off and breaking my neck, I rode really good. And that's why.
0: Looking, uh, and I want to come back to that, but looking way back, the, the other story I have heard and know, it was kind of summer of two thousand fifteen. First of all, I want to say this. Through my career, first world finals I did was nineteen ninety seven. So, yeah. <laughs> you you were not there that right year. But through my career, I can see new guys come along and go, ooh. He's going to be really good. I, I remember when Chris Shivers came along and Justin McBride and J.B. Mooney. They're Not necessarily that they won the first time. You didn't see it. Like, that guy's going to be yeah. around. You were not one of those guys. And, and yeah. I mean that. That's a, a compliment to what you have done. But about the summer of 2015, that's when you decided to become one of those guys. That's where yeah. between a certain point... And the World Finals, it was all about preparing for the World Finals. That's the story of you lo- losing 35 pounds. You became yep. that guy. What clicked that you wanted to be that guy?
1: Uh, you know, going and falling off and, and you know, really wasn't something. I'd never had to work at it. I'll just say that. I was always good. From the time I put my hand in a bull rope, I was always able to make the whistle. But when I made the transition to the PBR, it didn't happen like that. I couldn't be overweight and just go stick my hand in the rope and, and still win. Uh, but then Lambert and, you know, JW, they came up to me and told me there were three fat guys standing over there. And one of them was entered tonight riding bulls. and It was me, (laughs) you know, that lit a fire under me, you know, I knew I was good. I knew I was good enough to be there, but I, you know, you can't just sit on the couch and expect for things to change. And, uh, once I started working towards a goal of losing weight and, uh, you know, all the, all the riding just came with it. Uh, and from the summer to the finals that year, uh, there was a lot of hard work that ended up paying off. Yeah,
0: and I uh, I should clarify for people watching, I had seen you at the NFR. You know, I knew yeah. you. I knew who you were. Your hair was longer. Your face was rounder. Um, yeah. And I've heard you. I've heard that story get told of uh, three fat guys, and people go, "Oh, like it's an insult." We're not messing around here. Like yeah. The other thing that happens when you're that size, when you do get bucked off, you hit like a, a sack of shit sometimes. A
1: lot more, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so that was more of a, it motivated you, so apparently they, they said something right, but yeah. funny that year, Bates, you know, the Calcutta is a big deal at the, at the yeah. PBR finals. Was it Cody Abair went to Bates and said, who should I buy in this Calcutta? And Bates said, put all your money on Cooper Davis. He said that's nuts. That's yeah. No way. And he did, and he won like fifteen grand off you. The, yeah. Did you know? My that? grandpa
1: did the same thing. Yeah. There was uh at the NFR one year, the odds were like fifteen to one. My grandpa went not put uh a thousand dollars and he ended up winning fifteen thousand the last round of the NFR. So <laughs> uh but yeah, I remember Bates telling me that story about A Bear and you know, all that that's that's really neat to me. Uh I've never been one one of the guys that gets offended by uh somebody critiquing me or giving me advice or anything like that. Uh, I'm never too good to learn or get any better. So
0: um, I did don't remember how many episodes it was. I had Jackie Crawford on, you know, Jackie Crawford. Oh yeah. Maybe one of the greatest female ropers yeah. ever. She said something. And that's when I first went, I need to have Cooper on because she said something that compared, completely to me embodies who you are because I think you're you're interesting I always try to figure you out and hell I've never figured you out but she said and a lot of people say it but just the way she said it um, she said I would tell young people she was talking about other girls and rodeo in general She said I would tell people never forget that rodeo is what we do, but it's not necessarily who we are. So don't let it define everything you do in life. And I instantly thought, you know what? I got to have coupon because if I had to pick a guy in the PBR, which I have that embodies that there's just more to you. This is what you do, but it's not all the time, all the time, all the time. Am I right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, I'm a a bull rider on the weekends, but, the reason that I ride bulls is, is to be able to take care of my family and to, to spend that time with them. Uh, so, you know, I I don't want that to be the person that they remember when I'm gone. It's the, you know, the, my attitude and and the things that I was able to bring to the table, uh, for the guys behind me and things like that. I mean, that's, that's what really inspires me to keep going. Uh, not necessarily just going and winning another world title.
0: Um, you, uh, but this is, it's a business to you. I, I don't know if, here's um, sometimes, it, not really the issue, but yeah, probably the issue I've had with Western sports in general, Western lifestyle, rodeo in general. People always talk about, we want Cowboys to make more money. Yeah. But then when you make money, you're a sellout or you're, it's hard to win with the, in the public eye. But this is a business to you, isn't it? And yeah. you treat it like a business in a lot of ways, which I will yeah. I can bring up. But it is a business, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, everything that I've made bull riding is to go past my my career, basically. I mean, it's gone to a wedding venue, uh, things that were able to make me money after riding bulls. And uh, when I show up on the weekend, you know, I, I expect to win uh, and, you know, putting in the work on the on the week yeah I mean that all all comes to to ahead at the at the weekend but yeah I mean whenever you're I guess have I had the career that I've had I guess uh, you know it, it's really easy to get complacent and say, okay well I've done enough but in this career we only have one shot at it and yeah there's been times I wanted to retire and go do something else but it, it just comes back as you know I, I don't want to be the guy that quits too soon and Uh, have regrets
0: tell me about the wedding venue that's is that fairly new you guys kind of just did it tell tell me about that and hey there's people out here listening that may need a wedding venue
1: absolutely (laughs) yeah we built the wedding venue last year in the heart of uh covid uh which you would think would have been a terrible time to do it but uh no i mean it's been really great uh we're booking about 30 weddings a year and uh you know Breaking my neck wasn't a good thing, but if I was going to break my neck and have to have to break it, last year was a good year because I got to oversee a lot of that stuff that uh, the building process and everything. Uh, But yeah, our wedding venue is called Rain Hills, Uh, it's about uh, 7,000 square feet and uh, it's in Lumberton, Texas. And uh, my wife handles a lot of the the bookings on that.
0: Do you stand back and go, Caitlin, if we could move this here? Like you, intense like that. Like,
1: whenever we were building it, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'd I'd have my ideas, and they'd have to go through the boss lady first. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, it's she's she's pulled a lot of her weight, a lot of the weight on this uh, venue thing.
0: I do want to say this before I keep going. Your wife is, uh, oh my god, she for one. That kid's mom, your wife's a sharp cookie, man. Oh, yeah. She's got stuff going on. Don't leave Mac. Yeah.
1: I got lucky with her, uh, in more ways than one. She's good looking. She's smart. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's made her, made her own way in the world. So I'm, yeah. I'm proud,
0: to, hey, Mac. proud to have her. Hey Mac. Hello? Hey, how are you, buddy? Good. You rem- you always remember me, right? I mean, we're buddies, right? Um, Hey, do you, sometimes do you watch your dad and he'll get bucked off? And do you think, does he, do you just like do this? Like he screws up where you can give him tips and do better. <laughs> <laughs> you help. I just, I just get P word. He gets P word. He gets P word. You yeah. do, huh? So, But Hey, get do you, that. so hey, Mac, just curious. Like there's certain guys I watch that I want them to do so good I get nervous. Like I get nervous for Jess. I get nervous for your dad because I think it's always good when they do get. When your dad's riding, do you are you excited or are you nervous? Do you, are you afraid for him ever? Do you, or do you just know he'll take care of himself? What do you think? I'm kind of afraid because I don't want him being stepped on. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, I get that. And then your p-word when he gets bucked off, right? Yes. When he, sir. when he uh, wins and makes a bunch of money, do you get nice stuff? Most mm, likely, he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always good. Hey, when am I going to see you, Mac? When are you coming, Oklahoma City? Oklahoma <laughs> City. Yes, sir. All right, come and say hello. Don't don't leave me hanging there in Oklahoma City. Okay, Mac. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, see you. He just, I just like he just. No, he just wanders just in wanders in wanders out no big deal yeah <laughs> um has anybody any of your friends used your wedding venue yet
1: uh not yet uh, we've got a couple that just got engaged and uh you know the, actually the first wedding was my sister-in-law so okay. uh yeah i mean but as far as bull riders there's been a few that talk about it they're just getting engaged and uh uh, hopefully they get married can't, to Rain Hills.
0: Can't spill the beans on us yet for us?
1: Uh, not yet. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> overstep their boundaries.
0: Um, in kind of what we were talking about, how everybody, uh, most of our fans, <clears throat> I just had this discussion with somebody. I get a lot of questions as if that everything, much like you, that everything I do is about PBR and bull riding. Like, Hey, where's, uh, where, what do you hear from JB? Do you Hey, do you ever talk to Jess? Do you, well, no, you know, it, it's supposed to be, we're supposed to be all consumed with it. And that is what makes yeah. us good is we have at points been consumed. But I, I think one of the things when, when Cowboys get hurt, you know, the big thing is, oh, Cowboys are so tough. They ride through injuries. They don't sit out. Mostly that's out of necessity, isn't yeah. it? That's what, yeah. that's why.
1: Yeah. We don't get paid unless we go stick our hand in the board and stay on, uh, you know, right now at the finals, uh, I separated my shoulder and uh, I'm still not a hundred percent, but I'm not going to go make a big fuss about it. Cause it doesn't do any good. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, there's times that we're hurt. We have to go get on. And that's uh, not out of toughness. It's, it's out of, that's <laughs> our living.
0: But I see, uh, I see you, now, right now, you're not 100%. But there's been things come up where you're hurt, and we haven't really heard about it, but you're not at an event. I think of all the guys, you tend to take care of yourself in that aspect a little more. Where if you got, yeah. I, I think you had some hand issues and different things, and we'd see Cooper Davis out. And I'd, yeah. I'd hear people, oh, geez, where's Cooper? Yeah. Sometimes you come out ahead if you just take care of yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you watch other sports, football, baseball, anybody like that. that, Yeah. Sure. They're on a a salary, but at the same time, you know, they have to take care of their body to be the best. And that's kind of the way that I've seen this sport. And that's where I treat it like a business. If I'm hurt, uh, and I'm not at the top of my game, it doesn't do me any good to show up and hurt myself worse. So if I have to take out a few weeks and, and, uh, really heal up. So I feel competitive with those guys like Jose, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do it. I don't, I don't uh think twice about it.
0: Yeah, but fans don't want you to be hurt and go to the beach. If you're if you're hurt, you're supposed to be like in bed uh with an IV and you Yeah, do you ever find that like else Cooper's hurt one weekend and hey, nice week at the Bahamas or what I'm just throwing that. Yeah. And people are like, oh. "Oh man. Too bad, yeah. right?"
1: Oh yeah, McBride and J.W. Hart—they'll all get on there and have something to say about it. But it's my decision. Yeah. Uh, I, I've learned to just kind of laugh about it and roll on. I don't—it doesn't bother me anymore. Used to, I'd get on the phone and call and be like, "Hey man, you know, like what the heck?" And <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, I, I got it's TV, you know, so I don't care." Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Do you, why not be there instead? You'd be up here where with me, where it's twenty below zero. You can't heal up for. Yeah, uh, it's no. I'd get Hold injured. No. What's that? <laughs>
1: It's cold at my house today. It's 20 degrees.
0: Hey, big news! It's colder at your house than it is here. We're 40 that's, today. We were uh, 18 below zero, 40 today, and supposed to be 15 below zero again.
1: So that's way too cold.
0: You Texans, you don't, you yeah. just don't understand. So.
1: We had one storm last year, high storm. Uh, you'd have <laughs> thought it was all in and for force.
0: Hey, you brought up, just in passing, you brought up Jose. Jose Vitor Lemme. Uh I The worst question uh, anyone can ever ask is, talk about such and such. But just when you think of Jose Vitor Lemmy, tell me about that guy. What about him?
1: You know, he's, he's an animal. There's no other guy that I've ever seen that, uh, whether he was hurt, not hurt, if he was there, you know, there's a pretty good chance he's going to be 90 at least one of the rounds uh, on any given bull. And, uh, a lot of people say, oh, the the judges load him or whatever, but no, the guy's just so good. And that like, I don't know. I I mean, I can be one of those guys that can recognize somebody's talent and be amazed by it. So that's just where I'm at for a guy that hasn't rode bulls that long and be probably the, arguably one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, uh, I'm astonished by him.
0: It would be easier to be critical if he was a dick. But he's such he's a so nice. he's such he's a so good nice. dude, man.
1: He <laughs> no, he and uh, you know if he's hurt or whatever, I mean, we'll text each other. Hey, man, hope you're doing good. I, I like it when he's there. I ride better. Uh, I mean, people don't realize that, but whenever you show up and you feel like the rest of the guys don't have a chance to beat you, that's when they beat you. But when you show up and you have to beat Jose, that's when I feel like I'm at my best.
0: Hey, what can can PBR fans decide? It now it used to be that the judges were screwing the Brazilian riders because yeah. marking you higher and Jess higher and yeah. poor Jose. Now that Jose wins, have you noticed? You said it. Yeah. They mark him yeah. higher. Oh, have to make sure he's ninety. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Perception is so much of everything.
1: Yeah, it is, but I love it because, you know, used to, they would say that about me and then I would get hate mail from the Brazilian <laughs> fans on my Instagram and stuff. But, you know, everybody's got to have a favorite uh, and I appreciate that. You know, I think it's it's great to be able to cheer on your guy and think that everybody else is being helped out when he doesn't win. Uh, so I, I think it's funny.
0: I tell people, I, I had when he had those big scores last year, I'd get text messages, calls, hey, what about that? Was he really ninety seven <laughs> points? No I, he was probably ninety eight like yeah i had I remember saying on social media, that's the greatest ride I've ever seen like the the two greatest rides I've ever seen were his two. your ride up there, I call it your ride the greatest ride nobody saw because remember yeah. it was, uh, you Cooper Davis on Smooth Operator. In Atlantic City, and there's like 1,200 people there. Yeah. So that's right up there. I always liked uh, J.B. Mooney on Pearl Harbor in, in Sioux Falls. Just the moment, everything. But it's funny when you say, that's the greatest ride I've ever seen. And fans will argue, you're wrong. No, I yeah. said that's the greatest ride I've ever seen. Like, how long have yeah. I been doing it? Is that funny how it, you can't even have an opinion now, and, and you're wrong? No.
1: It, no, you can't. Your, your own opinions wrong. So uh but no, I mean there's like you said, there's a few rides that will always stick out in my mind as some of the greatest ever. Uh and even the highest marked ride of Jose's, I don't think was his best ride. I think the first time he ever rode Whoopah at the finals, finals to me that's the best ever. Uh and my ride right there along with it and JB, I mean, there's just so many good rides and that we've seen, but there's only a few. That really stick out, and yeah. that first one on Whoop Out of Me was was the best ride. I've yeah, but
0: seen. see, you're wrong. See, that's yeah, wrong. Well, <laughs> I broke I broke them down in slow motion. I thought the bull was yeah. better the last. Yeah, but it's hard. It. Yeah, I'm kidding. I, I've always said I've said it a lot on here that you know the first time somebody goes to an NFL football game, the first thing they say is they're so much bigger and so much faster in person. Yeah. So our sport's the same. It's the exact same. You don't know how fast, how high that bull jumps unless you see it in person. Like, it's so different. People watch on TV and try to judge a bull ride different, and really, in person, it's completely different, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, whenever you're sitting there watching it on TV, you're only getting one angle, but... uh sitting in an arena or on the back of the bucket and shoots and that bull's kicking just as high as the shoots or, uh, it, it's a lot different. And, you know, I've watched it on TV and when I was a kid, I'd watch it on TV and think, man, that, that looks fun, but it looks easy. Well, once you're really a part of it, it's, there's all but easy. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, you said, I was thinking as you were talking and I didn't say anything, but you said it was always easy for you Yeah. to me. We used to, when I was coaching years ago on bus rides, I remember on track meet bus rides, all the coaches we'd have discussions of what a real athlete, what it means to be an athlete. And some said, I'll never forget, one guy said, a true athlete is one that can score 30 points a game in basketball, but then he'll kick your butt in bowling or darts or pool, good at everything. When it when bull riding was easy, was it? I always give the edge to guys who were good in other sports. There's a little edge there that I like. Were you was were other sports easy for you too?
1: Yeah, I was good at football. Uh, pretty good at golf. I can snow ski, and I've only done it a few times. And my it, it really aggravates everybody in my family because we'll go snow skiing or whatever, and I won't do it for years, and they'll be upside down on the mountain, and I'll be going down a black, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, But, no, I mean, I've I've always just had, like, this natural talent for sports. Uh, And that's always been over into my bull riding because I tried to quit football one year. My coach and my dad, they wouldn't change my schedule before the school year started. I mean, it just – and I'm glad they did because I I learned a lot in other sports, Mm -hmm. not necessarily how to ride bulls, but the work ethic and everything that it took to be great. And uh, I think that's the difference between people that play sports – and are good at it and put the work in compared to guys that just want to ride bulls. Uh, you know, I, I think we've had to work at other sports and and know the determination and work it's taken to get there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, little Jess Lockwood's an animal. Wait, you know, yeah. He was state champion wrestler. He's an yeah. animal working out. You look at Jose, great soccer player. Hey, yeah. hey, right now, Mason Taylor was a great baseball player. You know, yeah. I I always and I did because I was. Believe it or not, Coop, I was a pretty good athlete. But, yeah. you know, football, basketball, track, I think there's just this edge of knowing how to train and knowing how to win and that desire. I think that's probably what I lacked in playing sports was that drive to just win. But just knowing how to train and what needs to be done to train, theres I think there's an edge there. Now, that hey, don't get me wrong. That's not saying guys who didn't play any other sports aren't going to be successful. There's just an edge right. there.
1: Yeah, and right now, like my kids playing sports and things like that, and you know, they came home one day or he came home one day and he's like, oh, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. I'm like, Yeah, it does. It's like I don't care who told you that, it does matter if you win or lose. I mean, I, that's one thing that's being taught today that I just can't get with, you know, because not caring whether you win or lose, I mean, what are you doing? What are you what's your goal if you don't care if you win or lose? So uh, you know, I think you're right though. It doesn't make you not as good at riding bulls or mean that you can't do can't ride bulls or whatever sport that you want to play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just have to have that work ethic.
0: Um, they know the kids know yeah. who wins. Yeah. I'll never, my nephews when they were little and they'd play soccer and they're no, they don't keep score yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. We won 15 to eight. They knew. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. Yeah. But I listen, I I'm all about competing and kids playing. Damn it. It does matter. It, it that's, does matter. That's
1: sport. That's that is the winner and there's a loser. Yeah, you got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to lose. Yeah,
0: but actually, my and my wife at the time, and to her credit, you when my girls, I had one one daughter uh, run track and was very competitive, and but the other one just rodeoed. But but she told him, and I learned it from her, and I still tell them, if you're rodeoing and if you're riding bulls, you better learn. It isn't about learning to win. It's about learning to lose. Yeah, You do you, it with you learn dignity. More
1: about yourself. You learn more about yourself when you lose. Uh, you, you figure out how to dig deeper. and uh, You know, whenever I won, it was easy for me to get complacent. But when I lost, it just set this fire under me that I didn't want to be that guy. It, it hurts me more to lose than I get joy from winning.
0: All the great ones say that. Tom Brady says it. Cooper Davis says it. They all say it. <laughs> yeah you can't I don't know and you you lose more than you win look at uh especially in today's world of the bulls you guys are riding and I don't care what anybody says, nobody's gotten on bulls like this it hey if you might have a really great riding percentage at forty eight percent, but the reality is you lost more than you won it, yeah with even with that,
1: so, yeah, and last year was the greatest riding percentage I've had since I started uh, it was like fifty three percent or something like that. So uh one year, two years, I've, I've had a higher percentage in the bulls.
0: <laughs> so you won more than you lost. and you maybe I didn't won. even win yeah <laughs> um, a, a lot of people last year, we went to some interesting places. the PBR, we did get to go, we got to work. there was some things changed. there was some places changed. And not to get too deep into it, it this uh, just so you know this statement in this question goes more to, the figure you've become in a locker room. But you stood up, you were a guy that stood up for riders with some changes that were made in the format of the shows. Uh, you, you stepped to the forefront. First of all, I believe, as far as being culture and well-read, so to speak, you're probably the one of the best I've seen in the PBR. But do you feel, is that a good feeling? Is it a burden, honor, to be that guy in the locker room. You're that guy where guys look to you to say, Coop, help us out. We disagree with this. Can you help?
1: Yeah, and and I really didn't realize that uh, until this weekend, you know, Dalton Castle and a couple other guys were sitting in the locker room. They said, how did you become the guy that handles everything? And I said, you know, I just kind of sit there and thought about it. I was like, I don't don't really know. Uh, And I didn't want that role because I've never been outspoken. I've never really wanted to have any kind of Role like that in my life, I just wanted to go ride bulls and go home and then not think about it. But the more I thought about it, you know, I I just wanted to help the guys coming up behind me, the younger guys that you know were okay with just whatever was to come of you know the schedule and everything like that. And uh, you know, I've I thought about it, and that that was what drove me to do it. Uh, you know, I wanted to help everybody out, and we let them know that we did have a voice as to what was going to happen, uh, and. You know, they said, "Well, we appreciate that you helping us out, and that meant a lot to me." Um, but yeah, I mean, the the PBR is is always going to be the greatest uh, platform for bull riding, uh, and I, I guess I don't know. It's a tough question to answer the right way, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I get that, but yeah, I've never considered you outspoken. I but I look back at in other sports, you know, in Eli Manning or. I mean, there's been quarterbacks that their teammates will say, he doesn't say much, but you know, he's just leading the, the way. And when yeah. something comes up, he does speak. You don't always have to talk.
1: Yeah, no. And, and I've always listened more than I talked or tried to. And uh, I mean, that's, that's always, you learn more that way. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the PBRs given me a life that I could only dreamed of 10 years ago. And, and it's still just getting better and better with this whole team thing that they've started. And uh, you know, us as bull riders and the PBR, we have the best relationship we've had uh, as friends and that I've ever, and being able to work together that I've I've seen since Mm -hmm. I've been here. So
0: good to know Um, on that, on that same note, I have, you aren't, you don't speak a lot, you listen a lot, but you speak when you feel you need to. I've seen it. I've seen it with uh, officials, with judges, when you disagree with a, Certain call getting put on the clock or there's little things that, you know, and in our sport, when every other sport, somebody has words with the ref. Yeah. And that it doesn't scar them. It doesn't ruin their reputation unless it's all the time. We're just not supposed to do that in this sport. Like it's an untouchable thing. You're not afraid, man. I've seen you and you scare me a little bit.
1: (laughs) No. Okay. Well, the deal is, I mean, it's okay to be able to talk if you can do it and and kind of keep your composure about it. Uh, yeah, there's been times I've probably lost my cool about some things, but also whenever you can talk about it and kind of see where other people are coming from and and know that it's not a place of trying to, you know, ruin their reputation or, uh, you know, maybe you disagree with their call, but you know, they were right. Well, there's been times I've been put on the clock that I know I was wrong. I was sitting in the shoot too long and I'll go back to them and say, Hey, you know, i put me on the clock, I was wrong. I I should have nodded. But there's also been times where the bulls sideways upside down and, you know, you're like, what the heck, man? Like I had no shot to nod and and that's not fair. Uh, and I've seen it happen to other guys and, you know, it it kind of feels, gives them a a feeling of someone's speaking up for me and, and they want it to be fair. Uh, and that's, that's been my whole goal throughout this, uh, leadership role is, is for it to be fair for everyone. And for everybody to feel like they have a voice and uh, if there's guys that have concerns or things that maybe they think could make the locker room better. uh, And they come to me and say, Hey, you know, we think this should change. Then, yeah, I mean, I've got to be the voice that steps up and says, Hey, you know, let's talk about this. And uh, if we can work it out, then let's do it. If not, then, you know, it's ultimately, it's ultimately it's their call.
0: Was that you at the world finals this year, right at the end? Now, what am I, I don't know why I didn't think of this before that got a rewrite at the end and got fouled. Was that you the last day or the,
1: No, not the last day No,
0: it was, or was it the Saturday night? I'm trying to think of the whole situation. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember what you're talking about. So I, the next to the last day, right. uh, Yeah. He slipped and fell and, uh, and actually hip itself and drug me off on the gate. All kinds of things happened. There's a lot going on at once. Well, I was been over in the bucket and shoots and I couldn't like, I was physically not able to go push the button. Like I was hurt. Well, I told Mason and uh, Dalton castle. I was like, somebody go hit the button for me. Well, they did. Nothing ever came of it. So after I, you know, the first, the next rider, I went to Cody Lambert and I said, Hey Cody, you know, like I, I didn't physically hit the button, but I asked Mason to, and they never reviewed it. well, Cody went over there and you know discussed it with the judges and he said yeah they hit the button nothing happened uh so they reviewed it and I got a rewrite um
0: uh, and, and that's kind of what I'm
1: talking about you know like they're the PBR is not out to get you but you got to be able to communicate with them yeah. and uh that that was I gave a lot of credit to Cody for that for stepping up and, and making the right call on that
0: yeah and, and that those are always the cases where fans will go oh yeah they did it for Cooper they wouldn't Not that I heard that, but those are the situations, you know, it's.
1: No, I mean, I got social media for that. And, uh, you know, does it bother me? Yeah. Because people don't know the ins and outs of what's going on. Uh, they just see that I'm not their favorite bull rider and they didn't see Jose or somebody else get a re-ride that they thought they should have, which I completely understand. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like I was able to walk over there and communicate with them and say, Hey, you know, this is what happened. And, Mm. And earlier that week, uh, you know, somebody got a score and it was taken away. Do you remember that?
0: Uh, so, they, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, early in the week, someone was given a score. It was taken away. It was a young guy. It was his first time at the finals anyway. And uh, after they reviewed it, he slapped him or lost his ball rope or something like that. Well, I went and, you know, I said, hey, you know, why did he get a score and then taken away? Well, come to find out, the judges have to put in their score regardless. If it works out, if it doesn't, and uh so the judges had already marked the ride, but at the review board or whatever's the Shetland looked at it and said, "No, we slapped the bull." So uh, my question was, "How do you get a score and then take it away?" And that that was how. I mean, it wasn't.
0: So they was, they had just called in their scores and it was posted before. It was posted
1: before yeah. Okay. So everybody, the the board had thought he had a score, and his question was, "How can they take my score away?" Yeah. So. It, you know, there's just a lot of things that to the eye, uh, you, you just don't know. I mean, it, it just, you have to trust that they're doing right. Yeah.
0: The key to replay, and I look at it in the NFL, NBA, all the sports that have replay, all they're trying to do is get it right. That's that, it. The yeah. key is to get it right. I'm always, I've been amazed since we've had replay uh, in these last however many years. I, what amazes me is how often those guys are right. Like yeah. it's crazy. They're precise. It it's it is, I think that's what people should focus on is how much they are correct. Not just they judge the rides right and we got some good ones. But yeah. the time, like seven point eight three. Ah, replay. Yep, he slapped him at seven point eight zero. It's like almost perfect every time.
1: Yeah. No, and it's crazy. I mean, I've I've lost more than I've won on that replay deal. Uh I mean I've won one or two, but just like you said, every time that it's seven point six five or whatever. I mean, this past weekend I hit the button; and it was seven point six five. Well, I think it was like seven point seven when I actually yeah. slapped the bull. So
0: that was they're, a, they're hey, that was a dumb review, by the way.
1: Yeah,
0: come well, on. Man. You got do you, do you have the uh, the some? A lot of guys say if you're seven point five or later, you should just review it. Do you have, I don't know. or do you just go with it?
1: I just go with it. I mean, it's it's worth. Uh, that it's not worth losing $30,000 over points over that really could get you there. Uh, yeah. So if you have any doubt in your mind, I'd just say hit it.
0: Did you, hear you didn't hear what I said about yours this past weekend that no. you reached out where they got you slapping was on the horn right here. Oh yeah. I heard you. And I said, listen, yeah, but that's scary. Like if yeah. you think you need to put your hand out cause that horns there, that's worth something like wave that. Like, that's yeah. scary. If it's really scary, they should wave the slap rule. See, yeah. I'm looking out for you. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. See, that's...
1: <laughs> the greatest ride of all time that never got a score was Douglas on Bushwacker. Uh, that's
0: right. I remember well, that at the World Finals. I remember yeah. what end of the arena it was on. How long... What was his time? Seven... It
1: was like 2.6 seconds because he, it, he didn't really slap him pushing off of him, but the ball kind of came up into him and he just that's kind of right. brushed his neck, so...
0: That's right. Uh, so. I remember. Good old Douglas Duncan. Character, yep. all-time character of the PBR. That guy. Yep. Um, what is, uh, you brought it up. Uh, what, what's kind of, or can you share the consensus of, because a lot of fans are speaking out and don't understand, rider consensus of all of the new, the scheduling, uh, world finals in May in Texas, this season right now is shorter. It's about 20 events. Then it's some team stuff. Overall, big picture. What's the tone of the Cowboys? A lot of questions, not sure, really happy. Can you share any of that?
1: Yeah, I think everybody's had a lot of questions. Uh, but Sean Gleason, our CEO, he's, he's done a really good job of uh, keeping everybody in the loop on what's going on and, and taking feedback from the guys. So uh, a lot of the stuff that you know has gone into effect or this team thing, everybody in the locker room, I think, is really excited about it. Uh, I say everybody. I mean, everybody I've talked to has been really excited about it. They're looking forward to it. And there's a lot of benefits that are going to come about this that uh, we don't have as riders now. You know, they're talking about health insurance and and things that, you know, basically a lot of these guys can't get. I mean, it's just so expensive and it's, you know, and there's just a, a lot that goes on with it. But everybody is excited about it.
0: Yeah, I I mean even I have questions. And yep. but but make no mistake I've talked about this a lot. That trying to get us a normal season that goes straight that. through. We've been that's been talked about for years. They tried yeah. it years ago and the board at the time that had more control that when there was kind of a board voted it down because that summer break that comes from the tradition of when PBR started and all those guys were rodeo guys. They wanted to go yep. to all the summer rodeos. That's it, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. You no, know what I mean the the whole team thing and in, in the schedule. So when I first thought about it, I was like, man, that's a lot of bull riding for five or six months. But the more you think about it, every other sport's got a schedule uh, or like an actual season. Right. So you know, I think it's great that PBR is going to a actual season rather than a a year long thing. And this whole team thing, it's only going to bring out you know, the, the greatest in the guys. I mean, you're riding for a team now you've got, uh, you know, so many aspects and and different things that people depending on you. I mean, that's, that it's great. I really do think it's going to be great for the PBR.
0: Uh, Probably the, one of the hardest questions I answer besides now, what do you do for a living (laughs) is when I talk about PBR and people say, all right, well, what's your season? You know, I'll be talking to a 35 year old guy who follows basketball and football on an airplane going to LA. So what's your season? Uh, well, we go from first of the year, the middle of May, and then we take a break in the summer and there's other things going on. And then we start. you go, so you guys just go all year. You know, it's like no
1: season schedule when they ask me, I mean, because it's basically like a school schedule. You go January to, uh, May, then you're off for the summer and then you're back again. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's hard to explain to people.
0: Yeah. Um, before I let you go this this last weekend, uh, as we do this in Indianapolis, and we'll see. Now we have a lot. Uh, it, it is a lot of bull riding coming up. You you wonder. There's always something really cool happens at the World Finals. I always say it. Something unusual. Somebody's either going to do real good or real bad that you don't expect. Mason Taylor kicked everybody's ass. I mean, he was he just impressed me. Um, and then he picks up and wins Indianapolis. Yeah, that guy I see a little of you in that guy. He's thin. Yeah, he broke his jaw. Nothing helps a diet like a broken jaw. But he's oh. stayed thin. He's figured out some up here. He's not. You know, he was kind of a fart head, and now he's he's just figured stuff out, hasn't he? For a young yeah. guy like that,
1: he has. And and Felisco and all them. They've always asked me who I thought was going to be the next guy that really comes in and sets it up and i've always said mason uh, he's always had the talent but he's always been a little bit overweight and uh never could figure it out between his ears but you know i think when you break your jaw and, and you have to get on uh with a broken jaw you start worrying less about the riding and more about getting hit in the face it, and that helps a guy i mean yeah. it sounds yeah. completely crazy but you're not focused on just riding the bull you're, you're just worried about everything but that and whenever you're not sitting there worried about it, and consumed with it, it helps you ride. And then, and then your confidence goes up and that's where he's at right now. He's in an all time confidence high. And, uh, I, I think he's going to be a contender for a world title this year.
0: Yeah. I, I like Mason. I, I do like where his mind is at. You're right on that. I think, Hey, the most points I ever scored in a high school basketball game scored 24 points. I had the flu really bad. Uh, yep. I used to have a good day teaching school if I was hung over. Not that that ever happened. <laughs> hypothetically, you know, but you're, what you are is you're focused on taking care of that. You're not consumed with all of this. It's all right there. And yeah, it's. That, it's a, you see it all the time. Yeah. When,
1: yeah. Uh, it really guy out.
0: What about uh Dalton castle?
1: Dalton's really good. He's healthy right now. Uh, and I don't think he's ever had like a confidence issue or anything like that. I think he doesn't think too much about it. Uh, he's pretty, so, uh, he's also another guy that's, that's really, really good.
0: Yeah. I, they're just, when I think of all the, the young guys right now, I, I think I always think of Mason Dalton. I like Lil little Austin Richardson. I think, think there's some really good talent there. Um, I don't know right now. I think we're in a pretty good place with yeah. the tour and some guys to do something this year.
1: Yeah. The young guys on tour are really good right now, but it's the ones that are not quite old enough yet that I'm really excited about. Uh, a guy really? named Canyon Cass is really good. And Apollo's kid, Paulo Apollo Krember, uh, John Krimber. John, Yeah. He's, he's probably the best 16, 17 year old kid that I've seen since Jess. And, uh, um, I'm, I'm fired up about that.
0: Uh, uh, before I let you go, tell me this. <clears throat> is Mac. Does he want to be a bull rider?
1: He says he does. Max says he wants to ride bulls, but I, I honestly think he's been around it so much. It's just second nature for him to say that he wants to do it. I get that. Um, but, you know, I, I I don't push it on him. He's got a bull rope if he wants to do it and tells me, but I don't I don't see him riding bulls.
0: Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Because that just sparked something in me. What, what do you do? When a fan comes to you and goes, Oh my God, we're excited. This is my little boy. He's eight and he wants to be a bull rider. What's your
1: reaction? You a lawyer or a doctor.
0: <laughs> you say what I do.
1: Yeah, go be a lawyer, doctor. This is not this isn't, uh it's not all fun and games.
0: Yeah. I never want to discourage it because we need to pass on our lifestyle and our Western yeah. heritage and all that. But fans always want me to be really excited for their kid. Yeah. My kid wants to be a bull rat. He's 13 and we just started riding bulls. We're so excited. You know, basketball shoes or, you know, they're about 90 bucks, golf clubs.
1: (laughs) I'll say that, but then I followed up. No, if you really want to do it, you know, you just don't, don't start somewhere where you're not going to get good advice. Uh, That's the number one thing for me is uh, if you're going to start, like start with somebody that really knows what they're talking about, not, you know, dad that used to ride bulls 30 years ago that, Oh yeah, this got to lift on that bull rope. I mean, it just, you got to really start with somebody that can help you out. Cause you start bad habits. It's hard to break yeah. them.
0: I've seen kids that my daughter and I were just talking about some kids. We knew that started like in high school, never went to a school, never really got, there's a lot to be in good at this sport. Yeah. And then automatically they've, you know, they've got on 50 bulls and they've ridden two and they're a bull rider. And that's, yep. you know, they can tell everybody at the bar, I guess.
1: <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, it's, there's a lot to it. Uh, and good advice goes a long way. So does bad advice. So it's just better to take the good advice first.
0: Man, that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> good advice goes a long way, but so does bad. So, uh, well, listen, Coop, I, um, I know through the years with our fans, you know, I, I'm a real good judge of who the fans cheer for. When I first started, there was three or four guys in introductions that would get a loud cheer because nobody had ever heard of them. Now we've put guys on TV for 25 years, and there are certain guys get louder than other, and you're one of those guys, and I cheer for you too. And I, I was sincere. I get nervous when you ride because we do better. Like, you know, the NFL is better when the Cowboys are good, when the Raiders are good, when the Packers are good, Steelers, you know. The PBR is yep. better when Jess is good, Jose is good, you're good. So you're good for business, man. And I I, I always appreciate seeing you and your family, and I just appreciate the time.
1: Yes, sir. Same here. I appreciate it. And uh, that means a lot. So thanks for having me on.
0: You got it. Hey, until next time. See you soon, buddy.
1: Yep. See ya. <laughs>